0: Hi, listeners. We have a it's special Vicky message and for you. Oh, wow. We're introducing ourselves into this. <laughs> I think they know who we are. But in Look, case you don't.
1: These are going to be our mini rants. We're going to come on here from time to time. Vicky and I will just kind of go through a very quick rant about a specific topic. And we want to make sure you listen. Usually so you it's coming from Instagram.
0: It, yeah, you could find it on Instagram in our stories we're trying to be on there more and then some of them will actually be turned into these mini rants that you're going to listen to right now enjoy welcome to the inclusive education project I'm Vicky Brett
1: I'm Amanda Salohi we're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to
0: change the conversation about
1: education civil rights and modern activism
0: each week, we're going to explore new topics, which are going to educate and empower others. And give them a platform to enact change in
1: education and level the playing field. Welcome back. It's spooky season. Happy October. Oh my gosh. I, my son has been like... Obsessed with Halloween. Literally, this is the first year that he's like excited about it. I think since August first he's been asking, is it Halloween? Is it yeah. Halloween like
0: yeah. every day? Yeah. I saw like these little like skeletons in August, I think, too. And I just ordered them and they came really sim- like fast. And so I've their they were already like on our fireplace. And I was like, who cares? It makes me happy. Like I don't like whatever. I've no Exactly. To That's the about- like- battle
1: everyone's trying to be like, oh, why are you rushing into it? It's like, if it's a decoration in my house and it makes me happy, it makes my kid happy. Who okay. cares? What do you care? Well, yeah, what okay. happens? What, what, yeah. it... yeah. No, I started I'm already... shipping away at Halloween decorations or like, a lot of mine is like fall because then I can use it both for mm. Halloween and Thanksgiving. Right, right, so it's a right, lot of right. like pumpkins and stuff with right. a few skeletons. Yeah. yeah, no, I like bought a bunch of stuff in August and wanted to put it up but had to wait for Logan's birthday
0: mm, mm, mm. and then, yeah, immediately it's up. Fair game. Yeah, I saw some skeleton sippy cups. I was like, done mm-hmm. getting that. And my daughter's like, "What is this mine?" I was like, "Yes, it's spooky season in September." Like I, <laughs> like I, they're cute. She'll use it. Well, probably. I mean, she has been wearing her. It's just so funny because I was just like, "Hey, you want to wear your Halloween dress?" Which she's worn every other day, it, like prior to October first. And she's like, nah, And I'm like, okay, it's appropriate now, I suppose, to a certain extent. Like, whatever she wears is appropriate. But I just thought it was really funny because I yeah. was just like, now nah, you fit. And she's like, no, nah, it's cool. And I'm like, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> well, we're back on our going through the eligibility categories. Listen, mm-hmm. we just are scheduling. We're getting better at it. We do want to make it through the series. And so we're going to do yes. a couple quick vignette style for four of the eligibility categories, which can all be summarized within the law as a low-incidence disability. And that federal definition is A, a visual or hearing impairment or simultaneous visual and hearing impairments, B, a significant cognitive impairment, or C, any impairment for which a small number of personnel with highly specialized skills and knowledge are needed in order for children with that impairment to receive early intervention services or a free appropriate public education. Which, that is like a catch-all, right? That we could really make work for yeah, us. Yeah, um, And sorry, this is Section 1462C of the Individuals with Disability Education Act. And the first of those low incidences that we wanted to discuss was the combo, the deaf and blindness.
1: Yeah. And when we look at the low incidence disabilities, and as we go through these four categories, you'll hear us referring to that a lot more and talking about it. It is a special category of eligibility categories, kind of like an umbrella of these four, because you know that we've talked a lot about how eligibility only matters to get Through the door into special education, you can get APA even if you're not under eligibility and so on and so forth. This is the exception to that rule. When you are Mm. under a low incidence disability eligibility categories, one of these four, the school district is actually obligated to offer and provide additional services other than just your standard IEP services, and we'll go through some of those examples. But this is probably one of those very often missed things that schools, I don't think, get the low incidence, how there's a lot more that they should be providing. So, as Vicky mentioned, that first category we're going to go through is deafblindness, and under the code means um, co-communication hearing and visual impairments, the combination of which causes such severe communication and other developmental educational needs that they cannot be accommodated in special education programs solely for children with deafness or children with blindness. So this is a very unique and specific category where there's a probability mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. really need specific programming. So this is not going to be a very common eligibility category, but it is something that is very important and does require these like specialized
0: services. Absolutely. And, you know, in California, we do have some specialized schooling for the deaf and hard of hearing, sometimes for blindness. There are very few non-public agencies, non-public schools that really have the expertise for this eligibility category. You know, a lot of schools may have deaf and hard of hearing or, you know, at their one program and they want this child to go. But if you don't have the right supports in place that are going with that child who is also blind, that deaf and hard of hearing program is not going to do that child any good.
1: <laughs> right, right. Because a lot of the supports that we would use for a deaf and hard of hearing or a visually mm-hmm. impaired or blind student are using our other senses that then these mm-hmm. children can't. We can't necessarily be using, you know, a visual sign language interpreter for these students the same way or like audiobooks, right? So there is specialized training and services that is required for this eligibility category, which also leads into making sure that we have very highly qualified and trained
0: IEP members that really understand the needs of these students. Absolutely. And I think, you know, parents often kind of get caught up in wanting to have an established program, but that's the beauty of an IEP. You can individualize the educational program to meet the unique needs of your Mm -hmm. child. So more often than not, it's a team just kind of stuck and doing the way things the way that they've always done it. But that's why we encourage you to, you know, look up or talk to, like, what's so important is talking to other parents that are in a similar situation, because when you hear, hey, that's a really unique solution, you know, we're not asking you to reinvent the wheel here. Sometimes it just takes that one creative person, that one person that can buy it in at the school that's like, yes, we can make this work. And I think deaf and blindness is one of the, I mean, it has its own eligibility category as the the other, you know, there's four, there's deaf and blindness, deafness, hearing impairment, and visual impairment, each we're giving their own episode to, because each of them has so much that can be done for the kiddos. And really, it starts with this definition, we have low incidences that are saying, you know, even within that code section, hey, this is the type of activity and programming that needs to happen for the personnel, right? We're preparing these people who have prior training and education other related services are studying to obtain degrees, certificates, licensure. Like there is really specific terminology for the authorized activities, the type of people that may need, you know, preparing personnel who provides services to visually impaired or blind children to teach and use braille in the provision of services to such children. We can't tell you how many times we've been told no, we can't teach braille. And it's like, you may not have somebody that teaches braille, but you can't say you don't teach braille <laughs> right? at right, a public school right. setting. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's like really important as we kind of go in, we'll, we'll share a couple more stories, but we want to kind of give you a taste of what that first eligibility category was. Amanda and I have had experience quite a few different cases over the years with this particular one. And, and you really need people who either have experience or are willing to think outside the box because yeah, otherwise like you're met with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have
1: to get a headhunter. You might need to get mm-hmm. a contractor. You might mm-hmm. need to get an mm-hmm. agency or, you know, if there is a school a specific specialized school and maybe it's not in your area but you can, yeah. the district can contract with teachers from that school mm-hmm. to consult. They need to be doing that. There's no exceptions. Yeah. There's no, you know, oh, well, we just can't find anyone. What I've heard is, oh, we would mm-hmm. put a job posting up, but we couldn't find <laughs> anyone. Not an excuse, okay. just not an yeah. excuse.
0: Yeah, especially depending on, you know, how long your child has been without education or any of those specialized services, you know, you, you're really able to really put their feet to the fire, especially with this eligibility category. So as we go in to specifically talk about the other ones, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, We really hope that as we do the rest of the eligibility categories within the low incidences that you enjoy the smaller kind of snippets of our podcast. And that's what we're hoping to do with the remainder. Um, we're almost there. We're almost done. We almost got through all 13 eligibility categories. So thank you for coming on this ride. And we will talk to you soon about the other low incidences. Bye. Bye.